0: All right. So on the mind of a football coach podcast today, Coach Collier is back. Coach, it's good to have you back.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I enjoyed listening to the podcast. So thanks for having me back on.
0: Yeah, and you're a state champion. So that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, that was a it was a fun year for sure. Good players.
0: And so glad we were able to finish it well. Heck yeah, man. So for the listener who doesn't know, talk about that a little bit and we'll we'll rock and roll from there.
1: Yeah. So I'm at um I coach at First Presbyterian Day School, which is a k through twelve Christian school down in Macon, Georgia. Um, we are a school of right at about eight hundred students. that's k through twelve. And so we'll dress out around fifty on our football team. And um, I've coached here for seven years total, but this year was my first as the head coach. and uh, the guy the guy going out left me with a really good team on purpose and uh we were able to have a a really good year so it all worked out well we had a great group of seniors and coaches and we uh we finished it the way you should when you got that
0: kind of group and that's so good that's got to be a fun experience man that's got to be just yeah it it was it was
1: great it was um you know it's my first year as a head coach so there was a lot of learning about placing orders and getting buses and finding places to eat and um, just so much stuff you don't think about uh, when you're not the head coach. And then uh, just learning how to relate to the coaches as a leader and relate to the parents as the head coach and, you know, being in front of the kids. And so there was a lot to learn. And uh, I was just really thankful I had, a, I had a good group to learn
0: with first. So. Talk about that experience of, of learning. Talk about what that looks like for you and kind of your process for, for doing that
1: yeah um i'd say learning is uh is hard um i have a first grade daughter and she's you know in the in the in the reading process and um getting better at reading and that's hard for her and that can be frustrating i don't think it changes as you get to become an adult you know learning can be hard and frustrating and um but uh but it's worthwhile and uh you know, part of what we do as educators, we want to be lifelong learners, right? And um, so certainly coaching involves that. And um, maybe unfortunately in coaching, when you when you learn a lot of times it's after a a loss or uh, something embarrassing or, or something like that. And um, so, uh, you know, like I learned a lot of clock management lessons this year. Um, first year head coach calling the offense first year doing that. Um so just learning how to manage the clock was hard. We had some blunders early in the season and uh and so those were embarrassing, but but you learn from that. And uh, and so
0: learning is hard and painful and difficult, but but in the end it's worthwhile. So why did you change from calling defense to offense? What was your reasoning there? Yeah, you know, I we were on our way back from Disney World this
1: winter and uh I saw your podcast pop up on my phone, so I listened to some old ones. And I listened to our old ones. I was like, man, I I had not officially become the head coach in our last podcast. And so I listened to that and wondering what all had changed since you and I last spoke. And uh you know, really when the when last season ended, we knew we were gonna make a hire, and uh, I knew what I wanted to do philosophically on offense and who I wanted us to be and um It's just so important when you have the football, you know, and uh, it's important to know what you want to do and um, to be on the same page. And so anyway, I wanted my gut was I wanted to hire a guy to run the offense and we had our eye on a couple guys and uh, you can say it was um, God's plan or providential or it just didn't work out. You can phrase it however you want, but but they didn't work out for whatever reason. And I got had a guy on staff. I got a bunch of guys on staff that I trust, but a guy that's been with me for a while and knows what we want to do on the defensive side really well. And so I said, "Well, shoot, man, I, I know what I want to do on offense. I think I can piece it together and figure it out." And uh, I was confident that he could run the defense. So so we did it that way, and and
0: uh, it worked out pretty well. I would say so. Y'all won the state championship. I would think that worked out pretty good yeah well like i said
1: anybody and you everybody listening knows this too and you know it, good players have a lot to do with that so mm-hmm. um we did have a really good team with some special players so that definitely
0: definitely helps amen to that so talk about your philosophy of offense you talked about you know you knew what you wanted to do you know, you, you know what your philosophy is what is that
1: yeah that's a great question and i appreciate that um just for starters don't turn the ball over um and that's easier said than done at times. Um, I think one of our best stats from all year, and stats are, you know, you can tell whatever story you wanted to tell, but our starting quarterback only threw one interception this year, and that was in the state championship game off a tip ball. And yeah. so he was super efficient with the ball. Um, and I knew I wanted to run the ball. I wanted it to be physical. I wanted the offensive line to, to sort of be our identity. And I um, wanted to run the ball. Um, I wanted to be able to throw a quick game whenever I wanted to, and then throw deep play action. And uh, we had a really special quarterback. Um, he's committed to Syracuse, or signed with Syracuse, rather. And uh, so we threw the ball more than what I think is typical of us. But he's a dual threat, so we ran the ball with him, too, and had a really solid O-line. Our running back had a good year, so we were, we were able to do those things. We, we didn't turn the ball over a lot. We ran the ball effectively. Um, we had a really good play-action game, I thought, this year and with some good players, some good wideouts, and, of course, our quarterback and a good tight end and um and through quick game as needed
0: so it, that that was it that's awesome so what do you do to cut up to what do you do to cut down on turnovers what are things that you guys do at practice that you think help with that
1: yeah i mean we do probably the normal ball security drills that everyone else does um you know with with your backs and anyone who's going to carry the ball really does those ball security drills um we call Mondays mandatory Monday. So on Monday, you do the things that are mandatory to win the game. Um, We do ball security drills on Monday. We do tackling drills on Monday. That doesn't mean we're not gonna do them on Tuesday, but we do them on Monday for sure. Um, And uh, what's mandatory for us to stop to win the game, we do that on Monday. What's mandatory for us to run to win the game? And we do that on Monday. And so uh, mandatory Monday um, is big for us, but really I just think, uh, you know, in terms of the throwing game, had a really good quarterback who could put the ball in some really tight windows. Obviously, that's first and foremost for not throwing interceptions. But, you know, we, we didn't really get inventive in the throwing game. We just, we had a couple concepts we liked, both play action and drop back. And, uh, man, we just really worked them all year. And I know that sounds elementary. I know people may think that sounds um, this or that. but But we really didn't try to do much new. And I think when you do new and you don't have a lot of time to to rep it, especially in high school at our level, where we're going to dress 50 kids. um, Sometimes you can get sloppy with things. And so um, that's what we try to do. So, uh, you know, really just what we do and
0: um, the types of stuff we're running and then working that ball security stuff on Monday. That's good stuff, man. Mandatory Monday. I want to steal that one, too. Yeah, have it. You can take it. But we we do JV on Monday. So our Tuesday up here is like your Monday, I would imagine. I would think they're similar.
1: I I hear people that say that. So you play your JV games on Monday. To me, that sounds like it would be tough. We play JV on
0: Thursday here. I would prefer Thursday every day of the week, but it just is what it is here. That's what's been done here forever. So people do. So your Monday is like your walkthrough day. So we do more on Thursday probably than maybe you do like we like almost it's almost a full practice obviously we don't want to tax them for the game but it's a lot yeah. I mean, we're still pads I and mean, then we get after it more because you lose monday and your jv's playing and you just you know we're dressing 50 but we're a school of 1100 you know what i mean High school a different different clientele base um so talk about your your like your first year go to the state championship what you said, clock management's a lesson. What's something else you learned along the way that you really didn't? Maybe you didn't realize you were going to learn. Like something that kind of hit you, and you go, "Oh, okay. Now I'm having to go through this."
1: Yeah, uh, you know, one thing that's always hard, I guess, when you're in, you know, a leadership position is, uh, you know, I have I have a good relationship with the players. I have had that; it's been good, um, and I have a great relationship with our coaches too. But, but leading adults is harder than leading teenagers especially when adults want one thing or another or want it a certain way now we have a great group of coaches we had no issues but even sometimes you know telling people no we're not going to do that we're going to do this and here's why we're going to do this and we think it's best um those conversations can be hard um so just leadership lessons and i don't know who i heard say this but I heard someone once say that they always desired, um, no, it was Dexter Wood that coached at Buford High School here in Georgia for a long time. He's in a clinic I was listening to, he said he always desired to be a better leader than football coach. And uh I thought, man, that's because if you can do that really well, the football will take care of itself. And so I really tried to lean into that and tried to lead the best I can. And um, so that's sort of a leadership one, but just in terms of football. Um, one thing we need to do a better job of self is self scouting, um, mm-hmm. looking at ourselves and what we do. And when the other team is breaking FPD down, what do they see? And, uh, and I don't think we did a good job of that this year. And, uh, I think we all know when you get into the grind of a, se- of a season,
0: those things are just time consuming. Uh, yes, so we are. didn't do it very well. Man, it's, it's so it's a small world, man. I think the Lord works in mysterious ways. I was actually emailing with Coach Wood this morning. Really? Yeah, I, I said I, I want to talk you. some some ball with him. He gave me a cell number. He was asking me. He said, "Hey, y'all, you can come down here and watch us, you know, do morning stuff." I text him. I said, "Coach, man, I live in West Virginia. <laughs> I'm waiting for <laughs> him to get back to me, but you know, would love to talk with him and maybe get him on here and talk some some football with him and some yeah, like he be said, leadership. Yeah."
1: Yeah, I've, I've got, I've still got some notes saved on my phone that I look back on on things that he said were should be priorities in your program, and they were, they were fantastic.
0: He's a legend. Yeah, no doubt. It's, I want to go back and watch the state championship games on YouTube from the early view for days. Uh, I remember we played them in JV one year, and I was at Elka, and Jeff Simpson said he enjoyed those days more than he yeah. did where they were when he was there you know they were in 5a or whatever they used to be in 2a and that areas has grown like crazy uh
1: yeah if i'm not mistaken you know when dexter wood took over there were a single a school in georgia and now there are yeah. seven A school. right and they've won a state championship in all of them all
0: that's the crazy man like hey let's just one one, one each and the call of the day. yeah that's us man so Going forward like off season of the next year, what are things you're looking to work on? What are things you're you're telling yourself and your staff, hey, these are the things we're going to really look at and try to do do better, even though we want to stay championship.
1: Yeah, then there's definitely a lot we can do better. Um, one thing that I'd say, well, I'll say this first, and I think everybody would agree with this, you know, just player development in terms of our weight room, and um, I'd like to really do some things nutrition wise. To help our kids we we eat really good at our school we're we're a private school so breakfast and lunch is, is not really an issue with us for most of our kids um, but I would like to be able to provide like some protein shake or you know some type of sandwich after a workout or something like that so just developing the player um, but uh, in terms of our team you know we've got to do a better job of um, we've got to do a better job of managing the depth chart. Uh, We had some injuries this year and on a roster, our size, you know, when kids start going down, dominoes start getting, start toppling on the special teams depth chart and all of that. So we've got to do a better job managing that and developing depth in all areas, you know, on the, the punt return team and uh, starting wide out and everywhere and just making sure folks are prepared to, to go in as a extra point guy or a punt team guy whenever we need it, um, so that that falls on me. And we didn't have any major catastrophes this year, but it really seemed like week to week, we were trying to figure out who were going to slide into what spot because of an injury um, on offense or defense.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's high school football in a nutshell, right? This kid's yeah. your this one kid's your starting linebacker, but he's also your backup left guard. Yeah, <laughs> you know right you just trying to get them ready. How do you guys do that? What's your practice schedule look like to be able to do that? Cause I'm looking for yeah. ways to improve that for sure.
1: Yeah. So we, um, so every day of the week, we work offense and defense and uh, we always do defense first. Um, I've just decided, you know, I'd make that a priority that we were going to work defense first when they were fresh. And um, so um, well, first in terms of offensive defense but really the first thing we do at practice is special teams so we'll get out there we have a pre-practice period and then we stretch and then um we go straight to special teams and uh we do extra point and punt team every day and then we'll sprinkle in kickoff punt return and kickoff return uh throughout the week um and so there's about a 20 minute special teams period and then we go straight into defense and um we we call in subs as we're working team defense. Um, so all of our backup linebackers will get a few reps. Um, all the ones that will play will get a few reps. Uh, but like you're saying, one of our backup linebackers. It's funny you, you said that. One of our back, our our number one backup linebacker was our starting left guard. You know, and so um, he's he's learning guard, and then he's flipping over and playing linebacker. And then you're trying to piece together a scout team that gives a good look. Um, so all that's difficult and has a lot of moving pieces, but we try to list out, you know, here are the ones and twos on defense, and then here's the scout team. So we have as little crossover as possible. And for us, that scout team time is a good time for your JV kids to get work. Um, now at quarterback, we try to play one of our older kids that can that can throw it and give us a good look, but um, our, our JV linemen play on the front, our JV receivers play, and, uh, and then after a team defense period, we just flip over and go offense. And and same deal. We just work in subs um, throughout the period. We list ones and twos and, and make sure those guys get reps. But still, you know, um, and everybody listening knows there's, there's plays you design for certain players. And so uh, you rep those plays for those kids. And then if that kid goes down in the game, you know, those plays are out because uh, you don't want to do them with the backup.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had that happen in probably in two of our two of our rival games this year had a kid go out and well, there goes half the call sheet. <laughs> or or three quarters, you know, maybe not, not three quarters of your plays, but if you're doing different personnel things, we had that happen twice. It was just one of those freak things. And uh that's hard, man. That like, gets hard when you just you're trying to game plan and oh yeah, we get this kid here and then oh he's not available. <laughs> like, yeah. What the you know, it's, it's wild stuff, man. So,
1: yeah, we, we had a personnel package called, called hero. And okay. one of the kids at one point in the season said, coach, whatever happened to hero? And I said, it doesn't exist anymore that, you know, cause kids get injured, you know? And so you just figure, you know, figure it out and work your way through it. It's the best I did.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So practice, I've been asked a lot of coaches this, what does conditioning look like for you in practice? What does that look like for you guys?
1: Yeah. So we didn't, uh, we didn't run any sprints uh, this year, not, not one. Um, we, um, and it, that wasn't necessarily by design, but early in the season in Georgia, it, you, you know, you remember it is so hot and I don't know what the weather's like in West Virginia, but in the state of Georgia, it is, it is hot. So I'm worried to death about our kids' health, you know, and, um, while some of our best wideouts and backs can go run gassers and sprints, I'm worried about the JV linemen. So, so early in the year is like I really tried to be careful with it. You know, first year head coach trying to be cautious. And then, um, uh, and uh, man, we really didn't have any major issues. I mean, we had a couple of crampers early in the year, but I don't think it would have been any different than than any other year. And then as we got three or four or five games into the season, we hadn't run any sprints. It's just you know, well, you know why start now? And so eventually we got into region play and we were we were fine. So you know, I, kind of our thought is we condition throughout practice with the tempo that we practice with mm-hmm. and um, you know how how we run our individual drills and um, trying to get a lot of reps in in team periods and uh, really we try to try to make that our condition. That's awesome. Do you script all your team periods? We do so. Um, we uh I have a script that I run um offensively and it's it's really by it's really by formation and then what I'm trying to accomplish that day in that formation. So I won't run some formations on Monday because I'm running just the mandatory stuff. Um, but I'll run our base stuff on Monday and then when we get to Tuesday, I've already wrapped some of that stuff, so I'll run it, you know, by formation what we need to get out of Tuesday. Um and then defensively. Yeah, every play scripted, and the calls that we want to see are certain looks, and um, we'll work a little bit of down and distance stuff, but not like anything you see at the college level. You know, we'll just tell our kids, hey, this is a third and six, and usually when we tell them that, they already know what to expect because we've we've watched it on film. So, so it's a tip, but 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 that's fine.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. That's very similar to what we do. I, I imagine everybody does something similar. Yeah similar to that i want to go back to something you said earlier i think being a year younger head coach one of the things i had to learn and still i'm learning is how do you lead men that are older than you or sometimes much older i know for me and my staff a lot of times i'm the youngest guy or one of the youngest guys have you had experience of that are some of your got older on your staff or how does that how does that work for you yeah um yeah, there's
1: a guy on my staff now who's been at our current school um, for 20 years, uh, right at 20 years and had been a few places before that. So he's been in a long time and um, he's old enough to be my dad. And uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate that he's he's fantastic. He's super helpful. Um, he was kind of my when I figured out I had a lot to learn with clock management. He was my go to guy and uh, he was super helpful. and um, so, yeah, I just think with, uh, with some of those guys, just what I learned is just communicating with them on the front end is important, you know, so they have, ex- they have expectations. They know the expectations that you have and, uh, and that you're on the same page about what you want to do and why you want to do it. And and then, man, it, it, I just, I never would have imagined how busy you are as a head coach and, how many people want to talk to you? And that's uh, that was a learning curve, just how many questions you get asked throughout the day. And so um, all those questions are important. But when a guy on your staff asks you a question, you know you need to stop and have that conversation, no matter how long it takes and and uh, and so that they know where you stand. And something I learned from a guy I worked for a few years ago was that, when you have an issue, you know, you confront it and uh not to be confront confrontational, but to go ahead and solve it so it doesn't fester and uh so that's that's my best my best stab at that question, but that can be difficult for sure. That's awesome, coach.
0: So coach, what do you got going on this afternoon once you guys you guys lift obviously start your off season stuff. What does it look like for you guys in the off season?
1: Yeah, so um, we're really fortunate here in a school our size that all of our kids have weights classes throughout the day. So we have a strength and conditioning coach here on campus. Um, he's fantastic. Um, so all of our kids are in the weight room throughout the day. So after school, in terms of football, this time of year, we're not doing anything. I'm encouraging them to play basketball, to wrestle. Um, baseball gets started pretty soon in, in our state. And so... I would say and and track. I would say the vast majority of our kids, um, I'd be I'd be surprised if any of our kids are not involved in a winter or spring sport, one or the other. And so I'm really pushing them towards that. And they're lifting every day. And um, I'm in and out of the weight room as I can just to see them and say, hey, and um, in the school our size, you get to see them in the hallway and whatnot. So so that's good. So I'm checking in on them. But in terms of football, they're just lifting and um, that's it. And we're pushing them towards another sport. That's awesome, Coach.
0: Coach, thank you for coming on and doing this with us, man. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. And, man, you're just doing great things there.
1: No, I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. And I enjoy uh, what you guys, what you do on your podcast and all the information you put out.